the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. Things upset you. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Conversation anyway. I have to like start recording before. I can't hear you. Ah, crap! Hold on. Oh, you're recording. Ryan Johnson is the greatest living filmmaker currently going. Rose Tycho is an undervalued character. Can't is it Tycho? Ain't as bad as you say. Uh. It's worse. Oh. oh. Are you using your own barn mic? Is that what that is? Uh, no, I guess I just didn't have it already plugged in. This is Can my you... first time using my new computer for this. How's that? I was doing okay. What brought that on? What's that? The new computer. Well, you know, my laptop's keyboard has been broken for, like, almost two years. Oh, yeah, that's right. I always so, forget. So I had, like, the extension keyboard and a, and a mouse to be able to function. And it just, and so I just wouldn't take it anywhere, and I wouldn't use it much. And I decided I needed to write, and I was not writing because I didn't have a comfortable place to do it. Um, and so... That's what I did. So I've been writing. That's uh, exciting. Are you clicking around? What are you doing? I'm trying to fix my audio. I feel like my audio sounds weird. Uh, it's a little tinny. Or like echoey. Echoey. Do you have your... Uh, uh, whatchamacallit mic plugged in? My Yeti. Oh, I wonder if it's using the... Uh, Sometimes you have to change the settings on Skype. Let's look. Are we keeping all of this in? Sure, why not? Who am I, what am I kidding? I listen to your other podcast. I should know better. There's stuff that gets, that gets taken out. Like what? You're like, at one point, like I'm not going to say where this person works, and then you just say where they work in the street that it's on. Uh, there's there's been uh, bonus episodes on uh, Patreon that were lifted whole cloth from the beginning or the end of recordings. No, but that's what I'm saying is ultimately everything gets on there. Oh well, yeah, but some stuff you got to pay for. <laughs> I don't think the paid content has necessarily been worth the pay, but you sound better now. By the way. Okay. Do I sound less tinny? No. It still sounds like you're a ways away. Is your microphone on the one setting? The one setting? Doesn't it have a little thing on the back of the mic? Like one, two, three? 
Well, it's got little pictures. Let me see. Let's see if this is better. Hold on. Is this better? That's much better. Well, there we go. Cool. Was it all the way over? It was on the third one. There's four, yeah. and it was on the third one. It was kind of like a butt. Yep. Mine yeah. only has three. Yours is more advanced, but... Yet I am not. Let's see if this is... Oh, no. oh God. No. <laughs> Taking that back. Edit that out. <laughs> nope. Sorry, Jacob. No, not I'm only not... do you have to hear about Ryan Johnson being the greatest filmmaker of all time, but you get to hear... <laughs> on top of that. <laughs> so that's that's hyperbole. He's not the greatest filmmaker of all time, but he is a great living filmmaker. Um, he is. I actually listen to... Uh, there's this podcast I used to love uh, on the Smodcast Network called Team Jack, and it's his name is... Is it about Will and Grace? Is it a Will and Grace fan podcast? No. Um, it's this guy, Jack... Um, Damn it, I can't remember his last name. How? He is the no, he is the husband of and now I'm blanking on this guy's name. The guy that made Beauty and the Beast. <clears throat> Don't know. Uh made Gods and Monsters. Oh I don't know. I don't know his name. I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name. I can picture it's him. It's his uh, well, I, is it? Yeah, Bill Condon. Yep. Um it's, I say husband, I, I actually don't know that they're married. I'm, Partner. I'm, yeah, I'm putting that whole marriage thing on them because they live in California. And he's opinionated, mm-hmm. but like he's very entertaining about his opinions. And um, somehow he like got into podcasting and wound up on the Smodcast Network, um, even though it really didn't have anything to do with Kevin Smith's stuff. And I started listening to it, and I loved it, even when I disagreed with him. And then he just kind of stopped. And then this week, mysteriously, there was a new episode. And I was like, wait, what is this? And I listened to it, and he gets into absolutely not liking The Last Jedi. And doesn't think that Ryan Johnson is a good filmmaker. He just borrows heavily from all this stuff that he loves, which I would argue is every good filmmaker, but that's me. Um, and and Tarantino was, has a whole career based on yeah. like very blatantly doing that. I don't know that this guy's a Tarantino fan either. Um, that's fair. But yeah, it was, even though it was like a very like, wasn't a well thought out like disagreement with the last Jedi, but it was not like I hate the last Jedi because it ruined my childhood and because Luke Skywalker shouldn't be this person. And it was, I don't like the last Jedi because here's the films that I like. And like, this is what I think good cinema is. And last Jedi is not any of that. And I was like, okay, I like, I'm okay with that. You know, I also think so. every choice about Luke in The Last Jedi is the correct choice, narratively oh, speaking. Me too. Like, from a pure what-is-storytelling standpoint, it was the perfect thing to do for Luke, every single move. Um, yeah, it's this, uh, this weird thing of, like, no matter how hard you fight against it, in some way, shape, or form, you become your parents. Also, the 
argument I've heard from some people, I'm just saying some people, some people, that's all, about how Rose saving Finn is a really bad move because it was stupid because it endangered the entire rebellion. Well, the rebellion's built on hope, so you save somebody with the hope of being able to fight tomorrow, and what better way to prove that message in a Star Wars movie than to give them hope? So she saves them, and then Luke shows up because she had faith in what they were doing and doing the right thing, and that hope was paid off by Luke showing up and saving the day, which is narratively an incredibly sound thing to have happen. And I think it's a great choice she made there. Oh, and uh, as much as I will disagree with you on the Cantabite stuff, like endlessly, you know I'm completely on board for her, like smashing into the side of his speeder or whatever those things are called the real trick of that whole thing is that for a split second in the theater my heart stopped beating because i was sure they were about to kill finn and the fact that they tricked me into believing that in that moment and and like that is the real magic of that moment see i never felt that well see no i did i bought all i was all over into it like oh my god this is happening i'm so upset oh she did it is so much better this is great this is and then and upon rewatch, upon rewatch, I was like, yeah, this is the perfect thing she could do. And also the Canto Bite stuff is not that great. It's just not, I just don't feel it's as bad as you think it is. But I don't think it's great. It, it's just I just like to give you the caveat. Turn. <laughs> I just like to give you the caveat that I only bring it up to be a troll, <clears throat> not to actually have an argument because I don't want to, I don't want to undercut my other arguments by arguing for a scene that I don't really need to argue for. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, how are um, you? I'm I'm good. It's been a little while. This is what happens when I binge like nine episodes, so roughly twelve hours of your podcast and ridiculous bonus episodes, um, in like a two day period. Yeah, I have to get all this off all my these... chest, and yeah. then I can then I can move on. So you know, you been... can come on the podcast. No, I think that's dangerous. Um, <laughs> so we've but it's been like three weeks. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit over. Us crazy Americans, Marie's smart enough. She knows what's up. We had Thanksgiving last week as well, but I also, my family caught the plague for like <laughs> nine days or something like that. <laughs> so it's, it's been a rough three weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, my, I don't know what to call her because like she's your brother's mother-in-law. Yeah, but, but that makes close. it sound like, well, she's nothing to you. But then but you I the mean, Astra, but we were close. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've known this lady for 20 years. so She's you also know. your sister's mother-in-law. Yeah, which is weird. I didn't um, like to say. So it's more like she's an aunt, yeah. you know? And, um, it, and it sounds ridiculous. Well, maybe not ridiculous, but it sounds like, well, we had this, like, connection because you know she had been fighting cancer and then i had cancer then i had cancer again and you know so that's this thing that you share and for her to you know lose i hate saying lose the battle because it just is so stupid so you know took a turn that, that we couldn't come back from yeah yeah, well, I mean, but it was her choice, which I well, greatly that's appreciate. I'm, that's why I sort of like the idea of, like, take a turn. Like, she's driving, she drove her, her life, and she took a turn that she wanted to take, and that was, that was the end of the journey. Yeah, and, I it's, mean, to lose her, a, it was 
rough. There's some. There is. I mean, does Ryan Ryan didn't listen to this, right? Like, I don't want to like. He might listen to it five years from now. Uh, Although I don't know, after the conversation he's having today, it sounds like he's planning on dying in the next year too. Um. So I mean, I just think that like for her, it's an incredibly brave thing to do, and it's and it is selfish to some degree, but like that's the point of you having your own life is you make choices for yourself sometime and like it's selfish in like the good kind of way sometimes you're selfish to protect ourselves and to spare ourselves and so like it's i i mean i didn't know her so i don't i don't mean to sound if i sound cold i don't mean that i just like i'm very moved by that decision because it is such a hard thing to battle and i have seen enough of that in the last three years to be kind of like I can at least say that's a tough thing and I can rationalize someone saying, you know what, I'm going to live by my rules finally again. And and if that's it, that's it. And I have much respect for that. It's, it's I can't even fathom making the choice myself. Um, but you guys, I, I just, I feel like I have immense respect for that and sadness for you guys and what you went through. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. Um, it, it's weird because if this was somebody who, um, was diagnosed and then three weeks into it was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Then I, I, I mean, sounds probably sounds stupid, but I would feel completely differently. Like three months. That's, that's the fight you can put up. That's what you've got in you. Like, I, I don't know what to, I don't, I don't even know what to say to you. If that's all you can do is three or four months or even a year. Um, but this was a, 10 or 12 year thing but then you look at my father-in-law though and he i mean i think we were in a very similar position having a very similar conversation two two or three months in his treatment when he decided to stop and he found a different way and he is doing incredibly well and so it's one of those weird things where i just don't know how to gauge any of i i just don't what i think i've learned is to not think that anyone's narrative is the same as someone else's ever yeah yeah the side effects you've had, my father-in-law has not had stuff he's had. You did not have. It's it's it's, and I also th- look back and think like, man, the pressure like people like you and other cancer survivors must face to like share their advice and stories. But in the end, it's sort of fruitless because it is such an individual thing every time. Yep, it's crazy. So sorry for all the pressure back in the day. No, it's fun. It's, it's never you. bothered me. That's because you're you. No, I, it, that stuff never bothered me. What always bothered me was, and not that I don't appreciate people that I haven't heard from in a while, but like these people that I was friends with either in high school or, you know, for a very short period of time. And, you know, they find out about it on Facebook and I mean, they try to make your drama, their drama. And I'm like, I, I don't need that. I don't need a text message every day. You know, hey, you okay? Do you need anything? Like, that's great. And I I mean, I appreciate that you're making the effort, but you're adding more stress to my life because I have to make you feel better about how I feel. <laughs> yeah. When the truth is most of the time, I didn't feel great. I mean, I'd never felt horrible. There were days where I was just like, I can't do this. But most of the time I didn't feel horrible. I was just tired. And, you know, I was fortunate in 
having the support system to be like, okay, well, you're not going to work for eight months and you're going to live here and you're just going to do whatever you need to do. And when I was tired, I could sleep if I didn't feel good or whatever. I could just be alone and not have to deal with anything. Um, I would occasionally get text messages from like legit friends like, I texted you four days ago. What's going on? I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just tired. Like, literally too tired to text you back. <laughs> so, you know, stuff like that was always bothersome to me. But, like, talking, I never minded talking about it. So, you That's know. That's fair. But, yeah, not just that. Like, a, a bunch of other stuff was going on, too. I don't want to turn this into, the like, the sad, <laughs> depressing hour but, you know, I, we both had stuff going on. Like, Katie was sick. You were sick. Uh, Ezra was sick. Uh, yes, it started with him. It started with him, went to her, and then right as the day before I'm supposed to go back to work, I finally got sick. So seven days after it all started, I got sick. It was just like, oh, my God, we can't stop. And I think Katie's, like, maybe 95% back to normal, but she had a... Ezra had a double ear infection and a sinus infection, but the sinage, sinus drainage led him to have a stomach issue. So he was like throwing up everywhere for a whole day, which is frightening for a little person, you know, and, and for us, like watching a little person be so sick. And then so Katie got the sinus infection just as bad as he did. So she was feeling awful. And I think she's almost totally better. Um, I think I'm 100% back to normal, but from Sunday through Wednesday after Thanksgiving, like, I was just, like, practically laid out. I didn't go to work Monday or Tuesday. And then when I went back on Wednesday, I was I told everybody, like, just don't talk to me. Don't come bother me. I luckily have a job where I can just be left alone. And I was like, I'm just going to sit here, and I will leave when it's time for me to leave. Everyone stay away from me. Well, I mean, it's probably a good idea regardless because, yeah. I mean, realistically, <laughs> if you are legit sick and contagious, you probably should just get like five or six days off work or a week or whatever because you're probably still contagious you know most people go back within like two days and then other people wind up getting sick i mean it happened in my work every other day somebody was out sick and i'm like y'all gotta stop coming to work sick <laughs> yeah and that, that's i think that's the other thing too is if i didn't have the ability to have my privacy in my space um then i wouldn't have gone and i just would have um just had to suck it up and lost all the rest of my PTO, but I didn't have enough time off to really yeah. take it. Well, uh, it, it kills me that people, you know, companies put the pressure on you to be like, well, I, I mean, you got to come to work. Like, but do you realize that like not working when I'm at 40% and infecting the rest of the staff does not help anybody. <laughs> so, but I mean, whatever that's, corporate america but yeah so we had so we had sort of a, a rough week and a half or so and um yeah and so now this weekend we're going back down to columbus for sort of like a i don't know 72 hour trip or something like that i don't know um 48 56 hour trip um to that's why it's like how long am i gonna be here <laughs> yeah i just realized what i was saying yeah so we're going down friday night and of coming back Sunday afternoon, but the idea being that we have some sort of like makeup family visit with her family, which I thought it was going to be like 
Christmas stuff. Like we get our Christmas presents because what the rest of them did. Um, but that's not happening. So I, I've lost track of why we're going, except to see them because Ezra really Ezra had been very very excited to see his grandparents. Um, and then he got sick, and that's why we didn't go. And he was really devastated. He was sick, and then also like, where's he calls him Oma and Papa. So he's like, where's Oma and Papa? <laughs> And so sort of make up for that. And then I'm going to see my grandmother who's been in the nursing home for over a year now and um, and take Ezra to see her because he hasn't seen her since some point this spring. And so we're going to go there and I'm going to go see Pat um, because I can fit in basically two things. So I was like, I will swing by Pat's because Ezra won't last and it'll be very easy to be like, yeah, he's got we got to go. He's a little stir crazy after like 20 minutes or so. And but I can see him, which I would really love to see Pat, and then go see my grandmother, and then be back at her folks' house for sort of festivities of some sort of makeup Thanksgiving kind of type on Saturday evening. So it is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, so why do you need therapy? You told me you need therapy. <laughs> uh, well, mostly because it's been a rough three weeks. Yeah. Uh, Sherry dying, um, moved into my new place. Um, that's a good though. And why is that rough? Why is the new place rough? Well, I, it's just, it's more adjustments. Me back to living alone. I mean, it sounds stupid cause I'm always like, I just like to be left alone, but there's a difference in being alone in an apartment with absolutely nobody to talk to ever and being like in a room and there's people in the other room and you can go have a conversation if you want to. So, yeah, no, I I get it. I definitely get it. Um, do you like the place itself? Like without that piece of it, do you like the place? Uh, it's way too small. <laughs> <laughs> the couch <Yeah>. doesn't fit. <laughs> you asked for it, sir. I, and it's great, and I've been sleeping on it, and it's so comfortable. <laughs> It's the entire living room. <laughs> well, it's like you're like a kid who always wanted a fort for his living room, and now you have that. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty great. There's just blankets and pillows all over the couch. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> well, um, can like do you have noisy neighbors or anything? Like it's been a while since you've been in an apartment. Um, no, the the people upstairs walk around, but I mean, what am I supposed to do? Be like, I could just stop walking on the floor. It's kind of noisy. <laughs> I mean, you could get like a little noise machine and kind of that would help maybe if it ever started to bother you. Yeah. And the refrigerator gets extremely loud, which is annoying. They're supposed to come look at it, but I don't know when that'll happen. So she said, is it working? I said, it seems to be working fine, but it's extremely loud. She said, I'll get them to go come out there and take a look at it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it doesn't like I can sleep because I sleep with stuff going on so the noise doesn't bother me while i'm sleeping but if i'm sitting here watching tv it's kind of annoying <laughs> yeah no that makes sense that makes sense uh, um well what else has been going on new job maybe yes uh no yeah it's official as of this afternoon i am switching positions at work so i start training tomorrow for my new position so did you ask for this no how did this happen um, the guy who's currently doing it, um, got an opportunity and, you know, he felt like he should definitely take it. It was kind of the obvious choice. It's, you know, all within company, but he's going to be moving to the Chattanooga office and it was like, well, we need somebody. And 
my boss and him were both like, well, I, I think Logan should mm-hmm. do it. So, and you were like, no, no. Well, it's it one of because... those things where it's like, I can't really say no. Okay. So, you know, it, me saying no would be like, okay, so you have no intention of doing anything other than what you're doing. So you'll be looked over. Like you'll never be considered for anything else. And while, yeah, I'm extremely comfortable in the job right now, while everything else is chaos, it's not the best idea for me to throw my work into chaos as well for my mental state. But that's what's about to happen. (laughs) You'll be fine. Dave, that's two people who gave you a vote of confidence. Do you feel like you can do it? Which is different than do you want to do it? Do you feel like you can do it? Oh, yeah. It's just learning. And it's not even learning anything complicated. It's learning the process of how uh, this particular thing is done. And it's a lot of spreadsheets and a lot of uh excel stuff and whatever which i'm just not that familiar with mm-hmm. so it, it's just gonna be me learning you know and i mean that's okay so yeah yeah it's okay you're gonna be fine yeah i mean i'm not super stressed about it it's just like i said it's one more thing that like right now I really didn't need <laughs> Like, if this came three months from now, then I probably wouldn't be so, like, okay, well, I I mean, I'm looking at boxes that aren't even unpacked. Uh, I have a bedroom that just has boxes in it. Um, You know, I'm not settled. So, to not be settled at home and then not be settled at work, and it's just, plus it's Christmas and... That's always really, really stressful, you know. I'm only going to get the one day for Christmas, so I have to drive down there Christmas Eve and then drive back Christmas night. So mm-hmm. that sucks, man. Um, I mean, it is what it is. It's not terrible. It's not the worst thing in the world, but um, it's just it's all that pressure from other people and me going like, well, I have to try to see. All of these people in one day, you know, or every time I go down there and I I told them all uh, this past week when I went down, I was like, after Christmas, that's probably it for a while, guys. Like, unless something happens, I I have to uh, de-stress somewhere. And uh, you you actually don't know this. Um, I apparently have dermatitis. What's dermatitis? Um, dry skin, <laughs> but severe. Okay. Like that sounds like really stupid. No, no, no. But it's like somebody sets your skin on fire. Ugh. Yeah, it it is pretty painful. Is it stress induced? Uh, yeah. It's also a side effect of the treatment that I'm getting. And I've been relatively sure I've had it for a while, but now it's to the point where it's like, oh, well, no, like you have like a severe case of dermatitis, not like a patch of skin that hurts or whatever. It's like, no, it looks like your legs were like dunked in a fire ant 
bed. So, yeah. <laughs> so you've seen a doctor about it then? Uh, yeah. I mean, just my regular doctors. So that's a doctor. Yeah. So what all I'm trying to say is they agree that it's dermatitis. Yes. Yeah. Um, Are you confident in that? You don't sound confident when you say yeah. I, well, I mean, I just I had skin cancer, so every anytime anything happens, I'm just like, well, I'm gonna die. <laughs> You're not gonna die. Well, one day, but not today. Yeah. So, and you know, also the fact that there, you know, was a tumor in my chest, and so there's always that thing. <laughs> so, like, oh, well, is it active again? I don't know. So, eh, you know. I mean, I'm not worried, but like the that is like stress is a major like factor in triggering all of that. Mm-hmm. So like adding more stress just means like more things where I just sit here and like scratch at my head until it's just you know raw. <laughs> so is that literal? My, yeah, it's my legs and my arms and my head. Oh, yeah. So if I like shake my hair, it looks like it's snowing. It's like that scene in the Breakfast Club. So, can you take like I, an Epsom salt bath? Would that help? I do okay. every day now, <laughs> and I have medicated shampoo. I'm working on. I have to get the, either them to come do it, or because I can't get the shower head off. I have a filtered shower head that I bought for like forty dollars off Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to do something about my diet. And now you have a kitchen, you don't have an excuse. Yeah. Um, and I have to start finding a way to de-stress. Um, hey listeners, if you want to help me get Logan a juicer, reach out. Y'all know how to get me. <laughs> I have that little bullet mixer thing. Yeah, that's the, yeah, you can make chocolate shakes as much as you can make something healthy in that thing. I'm talking about a force you to get fruit juice it and then drink that it would be so good for you yeah katie's back all her because she has like legit back issues and i don't know if you i mean i'm sure you do like last year i guess it was she was like taken down she had like four mris almost had back surgery all this stuff real issues so not like some people i just i say that because some people go my back hurts and whatever people just get old you know um but like she has back stuff and so she does every morning she started taking because she'd read about the benefits of celery juice which does not taste good i'm not trying to disguise it as like oh it's a wonderful thing that tastes wonderful no it just tastes like what it sounds like but the benefits of celery juice are really good for your joints and inflammation and about four weeks ago, she started having flare-ups in her back, and it was getting, like, really nerve-wracking for us because we were like, is she going to have to get another um, injection? Do we need to start talking about our surgery plan? Because at some point in her life, most likely she's going to have to have back surgery. And so we were like, do we look at 2019 as surgery year, which is just fucking daunting and frightening, you know, because it's also spinal surgery. It's just scary. And so um, – and but she'd been reading about all the stuff because we juice a lot, and um, she really just said, "I'm going to try to do this celery juice thing every single morning. It's like 20 ounces, um, and That's see if it helps. It, it, it's just a cup of juice. It's all it is. Just a, it's a glass of water. It's really not that much. And so she juices it, 
and drinks it. She's done it every single morning and straight up her back is like totally at ease. And like all her, she said her knees and her back, like everything that is usually an issue is currently not an issue. And she's not doing anything extra. She's not allowed to exercise heavily or anything like that because of her back. She can like walk basically and do stretching and that sort of thing. Um, so she's not really doing much in terms of that. And with Ezra, it's not like she has a chance to like go for a leisurely two hour walk a day, you know? Right. And so, so I mean, anyway, there are benefits in juicing and there are all, most juices you can make, trick yourself into being like, oh, this is really sweet. So it tastes good and it's fine, but then it's got all this value for you. Um, and so I just feel like, you know, I don't get behind all of the things that she gets into health wise, but juicing is a really good way to get nutrition. It's really quick too. So you can treat it like medicine. If you're like, if this will help me, but I don't want to do it, just chug it down and move on. And so, um, I don't know, man, I think you should get a juicer. People reach out. We'll get home for Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah, but then somebody's going to force me to use it. <laughs> I'll just guilt you into it. That doesn't uh, work. Yeah, I mean, I I know I need to make like all these changes, um, and I always find excuses, and the excuse this time will be like, oh, I, I'm just so stressed out that I I just I just want to come home and watch TV and not think about anything. A better diet also leads to less stress. Yeah, you're right. So, yep. Um, I I'm, I am. I'm gonna work on it. I mean, it's my New Year's plan, I guess. I have a lot of <laughs> New Year's plans right now, but we'll we'll see. Hopefully, I'll succeed at at least one of them. I lost a whole notch on my belt um, from uh, being sick, and I have not gained it back yet, which is pretty impressive. With it, being see, I just need the flu. <laughs> I mean, like, let me see. I well, I was gonna, I was trying to joke, me like, well, I'll just like. Leave this out of the house, but we have cleaned our house like 19,000 times since we got sick. So there's nothing here to contaminate you with. Otherwise, I would, so that you could do that. Uh, there's still some that lasagna that she made in my fridge. I could probably eat that and get sick. <laughs> like, if you eat that, I just want you to text Katie and be like, hey, I just ate the last piece of lasagna just because I still hear about it. Because she actually asked me two days ago, do you think Logan finished that lasagna or is he like still eating on it? <laughs> And I was like, I hope he's still eating on it just because it freak her out. Cause I'm fun. not. It is in there. I plan on uh, cleaning it out and uh, cleaning the dish and then bringing it to your house. And I, I, I bring it up and now I feel like a dick because I have not texted her at all. <laughs> I mean, <it's laughs> like, hey, that lasagna was great. The pie was good. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. We've already had an honest conversation about the pie. So you're good on that. Don't mention the pie. <laughs> oh, okay. Why did you tell her? Well, you because you posted on Facebook like three days later that rem, that memory about how real cheesecake is baked, not no bake, which is what we did was a no bake cheesecake. <laughs> so oh, it tastes like cheesecake. I know, but when you did that, I was like, "Well, that's that's it. Cats out but of the back. It's a pie. No, I know we did it in a pie crust because it was faster. But a no bake cheesecake, you can pour into anything. Well, I do. I just said it's pie. Look, so. look, it's really funny, and I got in front of it, so there's no drama. Don't feel weird about it. I made it very okay. funny. Um, but you can tell about the lasagna. But it's not a. The point is not that the cheesecake, no baked cheesecake. It's not a cake. 
cheesecake is a cake. You got to bake a cake. I understand your point. Okay. The point is this thing was meant to be some sort of cheesecake thing for you, and it was not baked. So, therefore, it was not a cheesecake by your definition. It was a pie. (laughs) But have you ever met my wife? Yeah. So, immediately, I was like, I'm getting in front of this so she does not feel bad. And I made it a joke. Oh, it was good. (laughs) No, it's cool. It's no. Me being me, it... I, and I'm pretty sure that's what I told you was, it was like I was like it needs a lot more sugar. <laughs> no, I think I think it actually did. Like my memory of it was that it did. Which is Paula had a piece and she was like, oh, it's way too sweet for me. I was like, really? I don't I don't even taste the sweetness. She was like, you got a problem. <laughs> well, see, it's like um, because of the cream cheese, it's got more of that like cream cheesy i don't know bitterness than the sugar to me right um and then like it's very similar recipe to a peanut butter pie but it's just too light on the the peanut butter and the sugar and so um i don't know something about it was just not quite to my taste but also i have not had a ton of sugary sweet stuff in the last like four months so it was kind of like, also, I'm not sure what I'm tasting here, but it's different to my system. So I was more amazed by how, like, unappealing sugar was. And I was like, I can't tell if I just don't like this or if it's just me being weird about food because I haven't had much of this lately. Like, if I had a milkshake right now, I think I'd be sick for two days. Like, I just don't <laughs> think I can handle it. Milkshake sounds good. It does sound good. That's why I said it, because it sounds great. But I'm pretty sure I would be sick. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like drinking a cup of coffee, like a large cup of coffee for the first time in like six months. There's like, a Wendy's near me. I could go get a Frosty. Okay. Do you like vanilla Frosties or chocolate Frosties? See, I'm not a big chocolate guy, but if I'm going to get a Frosty, it's a chocolate Frosty. The, the moment I discovered the vanilla Frosty, I was like done with you chocolate Frosty forever. But I only discovered it like three years ago. Yeah, it's just something about their... Vanilla, I don't know, it's just not right to me. So it tastes like a chocolate frosty without the chocolate. So it just tastes like milk. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I want vanilla, not frozen milk. So uh, I want to point out, in case you haven't noticed, have you heard any clicking? No, you're not, not, playing, not Spider-Man. playing Spider-Man. Nope. Uh, I, I don't, don't, uh, uh, Jacob has played video games while we're podcasting. Elizabeth has played video games while we podcasted. Apparently, nobody can podcast with me without also doing something else while they do it. That is not true. How many times have we podcasted? That's just because I love the game. And so, also, um, I have not, I've only played it one time in the last, what was that? My phone just made, something just made noise. This computer, I'm not used to. <laughs> um, but, um, but I've not played Spider-Man except for, I think, last night for like 30 minutes um, since before Thanksgiving, since wow. like since Ezra got sick. So even more kudos to me, please. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I got my PlayStation back uh, uh, from Columbus. I got it and uh, bought Star Wars Battlefront. So Have you started it yet? No, I also bought Ryan a copy so that at some point, hopefully, all three of us could play oh, some yeah. Battlefront together. I'm down so. with that. That sounds great. I'm super into that. It's the only that and the Spider-Man game are the only two that I keep updates running on on my PlayStation. So, I'm in. 
Um, yeah, I haven't booted up uh, any of my game systems, so which is I've invested all this money in these games and I never play them. Um, but what are you doing with your life? Uh, watching fucking the CW superhero shows. I, I mean, I really got to watch. I really want to watch the is it Elseworlds? That's what they're doing this year. Yeah. It, I just watched the trailer for it, like the full on trailer, mm-hmm. and I'm not as excited as I was. So, that stinks. Yeah. Do you want to hear but, my random weird story about technology? Sure. So, I have had since I was in. <clears throat> let me do my memory here. Where did we live? So, I would have been, I guess, seventh grade, I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. Actually, no. It would have been fifth grade. Since fifth grade, I've had an AOL email address. Okay? Same email address. I've kept it. I've attached enough stuff to it over the years. I primarily use Gmail these days, but I've kept my AOL email address. My racist grandfather, it's the only way he has to contact me, which I figured if something bad happened, he could at least let me know that way. (laughs) Um, But, like, I've had this email address since fifth grade. I'm well beyond fifth grade. It's, It's I've had this email address over 20 years right so i go to sign into it no no on my phone i've noticed all of a sudden i get this pop-up on my iphone saying hey you need to re-enter your password for your aol email i was like well that's not true i haven't changed my password so i enter the password in it doesn't work and so instinctively i'm like i must have forgotten it because it's been so long since i've done this because they don't ask me to do this so i went on my computer signed on to aol um went to enter my password in says nope not right. It's like, okay, forgot password. That, that's what you do, right? When you forget passwords to get into things. Yep. I get a special message and it says, you cannot reset your password this much. Please click this link. So I click the link and there's like all these different customer service options. But they have an 800, AOL has an 800 number you can call to get help for your for your email. And by the way, I know I sound like a 90-year-old person with an AOL email address. I've just had it forever and never wanted to get rid of it. And I have a few things like my eBay account and my PayPal account that are permanently attached to it. Um, and so you can add other emails. It's not it's not that kind of story. My email, it's, I'm all fine with my stuff. But so I so I had to wait until they were open cuz they have regular working hours and I called the AOL place or like the 800 number. And they're like, "Sure, we'd be happy to help you." what is the name on the account? And I said, um, it's either because I have my, I go by my middle name. Do you know that about me? Yes. Okay. So my name is John Spencer Howard. So I said to John Howard or Spencer Howard, or maybe all three. And they said, actually, no. And I was, excuse me. <laughs> I have used the same email address since it's repeated the story. And they were like, yeah, it's not what we have on here. And I went, Oh my God, is it Sandra Lynn Howard, who's my mother? Think about it, fifth grade Spencer getting his first email address before when we were got those little discs you got in the mail. <laughs> my mom set it up, and the lady goes, I cannot confirm or deny if the name you gave me is correct, but is the person whose name you gave me available where I can get their permission to speak to you? And I was like, No. <laughs> So without my mommy's permission, I can never get into my AOL account again. So I told them not nice things about my mom and said, I will never call her to call you to do this. So you, I have, there's anything else you need. 
I said, my Gmail account is my recovery email on this account. And if I have to reset my password, it emails my Gmail. Can you just automatically send that email so that the thing on the account will go where it's supposed to go? And you can't, I mean, I'm not going to tell you that email address. It'll just go to the place, the owner of the account designated it go. And she goes, not without the person whose name uh, is on the account, which is or is not the name that you gave me. So I'm I'm forever out of my AOL account. For I've had it since fifth grade. I'm 31 years old, <laughs> and I no longer have. That's kind of sad. I, it's it's an end of an era for me. <clears throat> I I had my Twitter handle was Spin Luke. My 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 PlayStation handle is still Spin Luke. Um, but uh, my Instagram was Spin Luke. I, I guess I think I think it still is. But like Spin Luke has been a handle that's been a part of my life since I joined AOL in fifth grade, and the the birth of it is now dead. Spin Lucas died. Isn't that weird? That is strange. But yeah, since How my many mom... Time, did somebody try to hack your AOL account? I, that's what I assume, is that, that something like that happened. Yeah, and they just kept doing the forgot password thing? Yeah, or it was sort of like a... <clears throat> you know, like every now and then, like an... Uh, just random shit happens to email addresses and I'm yeah. assuming it's something like that happened. Just something happened. I don't think it was personal. Um, and, um, and it's just gone. So now, and I just, but the way they also spoke to me, it was like, I was a criminal and I was like, this is crazy. You can see, like, I've had this, I have done it from this location. I can give you all this information. This is definitively my email address and has been for all this time. And you're treating me sort of like a criminal. And I, I didn't like that, so I was like, "Okay, you just lost a a, a a user. I'm done," and hung up the phone. And I actually hung up with them, which I really don't like to do because of the job that I do. I really don't like to be rude to people and hang up to people on the phone. But when I was treated like a criminal, I was like, "Yeah, I'm done." I didn't swear at them. That's my one line I won't cross. But I really wanted to, and um, and I, I hung up on them. Bye bye AOL. I guess I'm finally. A modern person with no AOL email address. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I couldn't. Actually, I could probably get into my AOL email address. So I'll just talk to my therapist about it this week. Another <laughs> another thing in the long line of losses in my life. That had something to do with my mother. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you'll be okay without this one. I did too. I did too. I just feel like the uh, the the stupidest version of Tony Soprano ever right now. <laughs> oh, anyway, so I thought that was crazy. That is nuts. To I like I know it says Spencer on the account because it would say like Welcome Spencer or whatever. Like I know my right. name is on it, but it's just the account holder name because you know you had to pay for the thing back in the day, so it yep. makes sense her name's on it, and that's why it dawned on me. I was like, oh. It's going to have to be her. And it's like, yeah, I might give my mom, I might give him the satisfaction, which is also petty and probably what I really need to talk to my therapist about. <laughs> but it's like, I'm not giving her the satisfaction of helping me. Well, okay. So let me play. I'm not really devil's advocate. All right. So the, yeah, you have stuff tied to your email, um, to that email account, but it's not anything you can't change, right? Well, so, so yeah, so I was able to add my Gmail as an additional and make those the primary, but there's actually two or three things that will permanently have that email address on it. Like they will not allow you to delete it. You just don't have to use it as the primary. 
Okay. So if you want to PayPal me, you can still PayPal me at SpinLuke or my film dispenser Gmail. Okay. Which is weird, but hey, listeners, PayPal me. Cool. <laughs> I I need to PayPal you some money. Um, that um, so not getting because we've talked about the stuff with you and your mom before, so I don't want to like force you to go down that rabbit hole. Sure. But it would be extremely unkind, I think, if it was just like, okay, well, I need to get into this email account that I can do without if I have to. I'm going to call this person, like, pretend for even 20 minutes that everything can be okay, will be okay, might be okay in the future, so that I can get access to this thing. And then as soon as I'm done with that, then I'm going to be back to being done with this person for the foreseeable future. Yeah, no, I sort of had, uh, you have a much more humanistic look at it. I sort of went, if I won't let her see my son, why would I ask her to do this for me? You know what I mean? Which I think is a yeah. sort of negative way of saying what the, the, the better thing, that you're saying it in a nicer way than, than I'm feeling it. Um, but I think that you were correct. Um, because it, it does not make sense. And, and there's a, also a very, one of the things that I've really faced the quid pro quo like relationship. If she does this, then she knows because this is how things have always operated that she's now owed one and whatever that is, it'll just be what it is. But, and I all, but she knows, I know that. So if I ask her for this, she's going to want something in return. And by asking her, I'm also agreeing to that term. And so it's sort of like a, the simplest thing here is to not be overly sentimental about some ones and zeros and just move on. Exactly. So I'm doing, I'm doing that, but it was just, a, it just weird, just a weird and, thing. And just to, to clarify, I'm not saying this is not a person who doesn't necessarily deserved something this remotely unkind to happen to her because sure. I mean, you know, of everything else, but being unkind to unkind people does not, I mean, it might feel like justification for a little while, but <laughs> eventually it will just catch up to you. Yeah. So, I Even if it's just in the manner of like, well, I had got to, her to help me out with this. So now I have to do something for her. Yes. You know, so yeah, I mean, I'm, it sucks, but it's just one of the, I, I've, I've talked it up to a really weird story. It's just like one of those odd things that happens in technology. Yeah, I would, I would never think. I mean, I have to help my mom sign on to her email account. So. I mean, I mean, it literally has to be because she paid for it back then. <laughs> because it's a free email address. Yeah. Like it has been for most of this 20 years. But yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. Anyway, technology. <laughs> That's a Black Mirror story. It is. <laughs> My mom was the one hacking into it. I wouldn't call her, so she screwed it up for me so that I would. Oh, my God. That would be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like, oh, well, it turns out that somebody wasn't trying to steal my identity. This was the concoct, like concocted plan my mom came up with to get me to try to uh, call her. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what's sad is it's completely feasible. Oh, yeah. 
No, yeah, I really, I honestly think so as well. But um, luckily, um, I think like your mom, she would also not be able to do anything technologically tricky to me. So I don't think I have to worry about it. But if she could, then I would be like, did she do this on purpose? Yeah. I'm not, not paranoid. paranoia if it's true. <laughs> it's <laughs> you. It's not though. Yeah. Oh man. Um. So what else? What have you seen? It. You saw Creed, right? Yeah, I saw Creed too. Well, How was it? A friend of mine. Uh, not as good as the first one, but a very, very solid film. Nice. How was the friend? Oh, uh, she's good. Good. And then, have you seen Fantastic Beast yet? Not yet. Me either. What's wrong with us? Uh, well, well, I know I what's wrong with the plane. I'm going to go see with it me. with Paula and Chad, but then they went and saw it without me. So those are my former roommates in case I, I've never clarified that. They're big Harry Potter people. So like the build up to the movie, like the weekend it came out, I was like, let's go. They're like, we don't want to go opening weekend. I was like, what? I don't Why understand not? that at all. Like, Well, all the people, I was like, we'll go to the IMAX show. On a Sunday, there won't be that many people. <laughs> like the movie's not gonna make a hundred trillion dollars. So, and I mean, and honestly, American box office is nothing these days. So it's all about what you make in China. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. So then the next weekend, I was out of town, and they went without me. They're like, "Yeah, we went and saw it." I was like, "Are you kidding me?" So I now I'm on yet. this kind of like jealous, uh, like, fine, I'm not going to go see it. <laughs> thing. That, that's dumb. Just to let you know. Yeah, um, yeah I know. I, I did text the, uh, the, well, message this person on Tinder the other night. We were talking about it. And now I'm getting ghosted. So there you go. And ghosted means they disappear? Yeah. Okay. It's okay. I have this theory. Have I told you my theory about Tinder? No. So it's my, all person. <laughs> no, it's just it's just the uh, it's the singularity has come it's to your life. Cousin Tim. <laughs> oh, don't know. I don't know. Um. So he. Oh God. No. Um. Uh. What am I? Yeah. You totally threw me with that, and I've lost my entire train of thought. The my singularity. T- my tender theory is that there is some sort of unwritten rule that if within twenty um, back and forths of conversation you don't bring up sex then you will get ghosted because i know that you're not bringing up sex and so that's my theory people are just on tinder to get laid the rest of it is niceties but and i know the answer to this have you ever looked at a tinder profile no okay almost every female's tinder profile is um i'm not here for uh uh, one night stand or booty call or blah 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 blah. I'm not here for sex. Almost every person's that but, writes something. The people that don't write anything in their profile, I'm assuming that they are specifically there to get laid. And most of those people, I, I, I actually most people in general, I just swipe left on. <laughs> I just like, I, I like creeping on people's profiles. <laughs> I just know from. <clears throat> successful tender couplings that they all go yeah we tried to be like all modest but we were definitely there for the sex i'm just saying yeah i'm like the one dude on tinder who's not there to give light you're too earnest to uh, make a tinder relationship happen oh 
That's funny. <clears throat> oh yeah, that happened this week too. So that's okay. Yeah, I, I, it, it's upsetting in the the world of like. Well, I was just out trying to have a conversation with you, but fuck you. you it was know? a boring conversation anyway. Yeah, um, apparently. So, uh, I, I mean, it, it sounds so stupid, but like, literally, I just want to have a conversation with somebody and meet somebody. Not get in a relationship, not even <laughs> fucking go out on a date, get drunk and, you know, party, have sex and jobs. Night, whatever. Like, I don't. I don't care. I really just want to have a conversation with somebody. Why don't you go to the Chattanooga Comics Co-op? I don't know any of those people. That's it's... the fucking point. You just said you want to meet people. Not in person. Oh my god, I hate you. <laughs> Most of those people are going to... You go, you meet them in person, then you'll just talk online the whole time. After that. I, honest to God, I think that's the reason our friendship even became a friendship. If it had become one of those, like, we got to go see each other and hang out, it would have been like, oh, well, I'm never talking to him again. Well, I don't have time for that kind of friend. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> even before you had a kid. I know. I know. So um, it was the, I mean, our friendship became a friendship through, like, texting back and forth. Technology is a wonderful thing if used correctly, but you have to go meet people first. You need to go to the comics co-op. Shoot, Mike Mignola could just show up and sign some books. Who knows? How fucked up is that, man? It's crazy. But like, like they're gonna do. I was talking to them because um, you know they're doing. Do you know they're doing the Kickstarter thing successfully? Have you seen all this? Yeah, I, I would like to contribute. I'm just not financially in a position, so maybe yeah. I can float them twenty bucks in the next week or so. That's my hope too. This is bad and similar, but anyway. But I mean, they've been extremely successful, and they're going to get the pub and stuff. But they were talking about all the different things they want to do, and they want to do like, which sounds sort of like a nightmare, but they want to do like a comics, just like a club. People just come and just chat about comics, which just sounds nightmarish, right? But at the same time, it'd probably be better than probably most of them there would be better than the folks that you talk to when you're looking through the dollar bins at a comic book shop. Oh, um, yeah. But the thing is, you can meet people and then be like, shoot, friend, hit me up on Facebook. Boom, that's all you need. Hit me up on Facebook. Now you have someone you can message. Yeah, I think I always rub people the wrong way when I first meet them, though. Well, don't rub on people. That's your first mistake. <laughs> Sorry. That's great. I like it. Um, I have graduated to dad status for sure. Um but yeah, I mean that's I think that's the thing. Go, let's do that. I want to go to the comics co-op. I really do. And um, I mean, we've been talking about it forever. I, and I, I mean, I honestly probably won't go unless you go. <laughs> God, that's a lot of fucking pressure, Logan. Your whole mental stability is on me. But it, uh, no, that's not that's not true. <laughs> I know. Um, I take a lot of ownership of my mental state. It's I know, usually you know, falling apart, but I do take ownership of you it. You know that was bullshit. Keep moving on. Um, but I, and it's not in a, well, I'm not going to go unless you go in a shitty way. It's just, a, I, I'm not, dude, you know how, you're almost the exact same way. Like, I'm not going to leave my house unless, like, I feel some kind of, pressure or responsibility or whatever how many times have we been supposed like we're gonna hang out and 
like we've had the conversation later of like yeah like i really honestly could have like i'm glad we did this but before we did it before we went and saw 2001 a space odyssey the whole day all i could think about was oh fuck i really don't want to go do anything tonight i just want to go home I agree. I think we have different reasons. One day we can get into mine. This is not that day. <laughs> well, th- but it's still that that thought process yes. of like, I really don't want to add this shit to my plate. And your plate is a lot fuller than mine. Not going to argue that. But it just, like, it becomes a thing of like, I'm not going to make myself do it. So I'm are not- we going to go see the three hour and 16 minute long uh, Schindler's List showing this week? No. <laughs> <laughs> I could not sit through that. I'm going. I'm doing it. Really? Katie's on. So Katie's on um, birth photography watch. She's got a bride who, or a bride. God, I was, I'm used to her doing weddings. She's got a mom who's about to pop. She's in her 41st week of pregnancy. Wow. She was supposed to have the baby last Thursday, I think, or something like that, which has all sort of worked out because of Katie feeling bad and she's now good enough to do it and everything. But like, um, it's, but I can't, I can't mentally get my head wrapped around doing anything because even while I'm at work, I'm like, I'm going to get the call any second and then I got to go. Like I'm so stressed about it. And so um, as soon as that baby comes, then um, we've already talked. I'm like, go to the, I'm going to go to the movies a bunch. Um, so we should at least try to do fantastic beasts since neither one of us have seen it. And we saw the first one together. Um, yeah, but, absolutely. but I'm definitely going to do Schindler's list. I, that's one of those things when that trailer came out a few months ago, was like, I am going to see this in the theater and I'm going to go. I think it's a fantastic film. It's a masterpiece. And I've never seen the big screen in 2001 more than any other movie I've ever seen convince me of how much I do need to see, re-see any movie I can possibly see in that experience. As nice as my home theater is, as big as it is at least, um, if not nice. Although I did get a new heater downstairs and it's wonderful. Um, But um, there's just nothing quite like that experience and I want to do it. So I'm going to take the opportunity. I missed Superman in November. I totally just missed it. I'm so pissed about that. But um, Schindler's List, it's going to play for a week. It's not a Fathom event. It's just a regular screening for a week. Um, and I'm going to go. Sorry. Uh, I'm so no. passionate about this. I'm like, I really am like, I've got to do it. I, I'm happy for you. Thank you. I, I think it's an excellently miserable film and i cannot force myself to watch it that's fair that's fair um the three hour and 16 minute thing was sort of mind-boggling because i didn't remember the movie being that long and i'm wondering like what sort of extra stuff is a part of the screening it's pretty long though maybe not that long i'm looking now to see because i'm curious um i can't see because i'm sitting in the dark in the basement um Current state of the world, I do not need to be. Or, oh, well, actually, I don't know. Maybe we all need to be reminded of, like, hey, this shit can happen. So, yeah, oh, God, yeah, 195 minutes. Um, who can't wait. Um, Ray Fine's just being worse than Voldemort. Um, but it's uh, that's in the trailer for the remaster. They or for this re-release. They said it's the the movie we need now more than ever. And I'm like, I agree with that. I'm gonna go. Yeah. yeah, as sad as that is. So, but yeah. So, um, but no. I'm, my plan is to to go see that and Fantastic Beast, and I now want to see Creed uh, as well. Um, and if we get any of the couple movies that I've been really looking forward to, like The Favorite, I want to go see those. Um, 
but I'm gonna try to get to catch up this week and then with that's yeah, whatever because because you watch too much Netflix. Um, but then Aquaman is next is next week or the week after. Um, well, I'm a Prime member. I can see it on the fifteenth. But not in Chattanooga. Nope. But that's, I'll be in Columbus. Is are they playing it in Columbus? Yep. Damn it. <laughs> are you going? Nope. I already made another commitment. <laughs> oh, well, that sucks. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for Spider Man. Are you going to see Spider Man? Uh. At some point, yeah, I'm trying to talk my dad into it, but he is very much of a, that's not my Spider-Man. Maybe in a, uh, maybe in a slightly, like, I'm old and Southern way. <laughs> that's the nicest way you could ever put that. Yeah, I don't, I, and I don't, he's not really, um, but it is very much a, like, well, his Spider-Man was, you know. Peter Parker in 1963 and that that's what he loves you know well he does love that stupid 90s cartoon but what I, yeah I this don't ni- no stupid what <laughs> it's the so fox boring cartoon? The fox it's so cartoon? boring it's so boring no the, are you talking about the fox cartoon yes it's not boring it's so boring what are you talking about <laughs> you should rewatch it I'm flabbergasted I would. I've actually looked for every time I see a Spider-Man animated box set at the store. I'm like, is that it? But it's never it. No. Um, it's super freaking boring. I don't think they ever released the whole thing on DVD. It's not boring. What are you talking about? Get that rocking theme song. Yeah, no, it's great. What are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> We're getting I can't looks. wait till you try to get Ezra to watch this. Well, that's different because he's going to be all like in modern sensibilities and not into it. Uh, he did love that that freaking Spider-Man cartoon. I mean, he would watch. He taped every episode. It was fantastic. And it was it okay was, in the nineties. Serialized, and it was like, what's going to happen next week? And oh my gosh, it was great. He, he, he weird... does love the CW shows. Well, he not he doesn't like Supergirl because of whatever and he doesn't watch black lightning and i don't know that he'd like it um he loves arrow and flash though i stopped watching the flash yeah i liked it i don't even know i just stopped but i like um but yeah i'm i will see spider-man at some point i'm sure so when does it come out i think next week okay well i might uh i don't know if i could fit it in the weekend I'm down there. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'll see it at some point, though. Yeah. I am excited about Aquaman. Uh, maybe I'll do a double feature. I'll go see. So the 15th, uh, I have a Christmas party to go to uh, that a friend of mine throws every year, and he really wants me to be there. So I was like, yeah, I'll be there. Um, and the 16th, <laughs> There is that small one-day convention that uh, they do in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is one of those on the 16th. So I'm going to go down there, do the Christmas party, crash, get up, and then go to a small one-day Comic-Con that cost me five bucks. And just, no, 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 no. How much does it really cost you? Um, I'm going to take – I get paid that weekend. I'm going to take $100 out. And that's it. Once that's gone, that's gone. Which I know is a lot of money, but 
the way you I've, shop, you'll come home with like three hundred comic books anyway with those kind with that kind of yeah. cash. Um, and I like at least you give me that. Like you have to admit that like when I go and like I I will show you stacks of things. Like I got all this and I spent eighty five dollars. And I'm like, <laughs> and holy like, cow! What the fuck? And it's probably worth like six hundred dollars. The way you get you find so much random stuff that's like here's a ten dollar book, here's a fifteen dollar book, here's yeah. a twelve dollar book. So I might actually do because the convention's over at four. So I might do a if I'm not about ready to pass out, I might do a like comic book day thing, you know, go see Aquaman and Spider-Man's out that we can go see it, too. That's so, cool. You know. Um, but yeah, and then on Christmas Day, I guess we're going to see Bumblebee since we always go see a movie on Christmas Day. I hope that's good. I hope that's fun. It the trailer does look a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean I, I, that's what I, I mean, that's I hope they deliver on that. It, it it's a easy concept to just be like the last two were so like good, but in a bad way. The trick is it's the the director's the guy behind some some of the Leica movies, and yeah. that gives me a lot of hope. Yeah, and the the cast is really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, John Cena, I know. Have you seen Blockers? No, I need to. I know. He's, he's so good. He's so um, funny. He has a fanny pack. It's great. <laughs> he hasn't made the transition the way The Rock made the transition. No. But I, I think he's he could do it easily. He's got a lot of personality. He's a great uh, like on-screen presence. And I don't know if he can do drama, but he can definitely do the comedy. Yes, uh, I agree. So I'm, I'm excited to see him uh, in this kind of high budget, high profile thing. Um, oh, here it is. Here it is. Will Ferrell's the president. John Cena's his Secret Service agent. Comedy. I mean, I'm in. That sounds like so much fun. And I'm not really excited about anything Will Ferrell's doing, except for maybe the Holmes thing, because it's John C. Riley with him. Yeah, but that trailer does not do anything for me. No, I know, but that's just because it's John C. Riley. That's I'm only going on the facts, not the trailer. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's good. So, I'm trying to think of what else I've been watching other than my usual nonsense. I binge watched all of the She-Ra cartoon, which is I'm four episodes in. Really good. Fucking phenomenal. Also, don't understand why you don't like Steven Universe, but yes, it's very good. I I don't know. So. They're like cousins. Those shows are literal cousins. Uh, and I, I can see that. But, like, I tried to watch Steven Universe, and it just doesn't do anything for me. And the first two episodes of she I was like, this is pretty good. But, like, by the time I was, like, four or five episodes in, I was hooked, man. And I, I don't – I definitely think that, that a lot of people could watch it and – Get a little hung up on the like, well, there's this whole like probably lesbian subplot going on with her and her friend that, you know, thinks she turned her back on him and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, to me, it, like it's just as easily like a best friends. Yeah. Like a frozen kind of thing. They're mm -hmm. sisters. You know, I got into an argument at work with somebody about Frozen the other day. They were like, how can you think that's a great movie? I was like, how the hell do you think it's not a great movie? And I went into this whole like dissertation of like Disney 
has for decades pushed the true love means a fucking man kissing a woman and blah, 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 blah. With no consent. Yeah. Like, that's been the narrative for fucking decades. And this movie is, it's all predicated on, you know, you finding your true love. But it's not fucking romance, man. It's not always romance. And that's why Frozen is a brilliant movie. But anyway, sorry. What did they say? They shut up. Because okay. I'm way too passionate about it. They're like, I'm scared of this man. He probably yeah. has Elsa pajamas. Um, I did see ta- Wreck-It Ralph, too. What were we talking about? She we... I guess. I don't know. The, anyway. the love thing. The, that relationship between oh, yeah. the the two, the uh, She-Ra, or whatever her real name is, I forget, yeah. um, and her Katra, yeah. who, you know, falls on the... And I thought it was pretty brilliant having her be on the bad guy side, you know, mm-hmm. to, yeah. to start the show. I, I just... Uh, Noel Stevenson is a genius, and... Did you ever read um God, what was the name of the damn book? Uh we talked about it on Lee Staples, me and Greg and Lumberjanes. Lumberjanes is good too. Um no, she had a graphic novel. Um uh, and now I've got to look it up. Noel Stevenson. Come on. Do, 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 do. This is yeah, fun podcasting. Um, Nimona. Nimona. It's called Nimona. Nope. It came out in uh, 2015. So I think I have a copy and I'm going to dig it out of storage and bring it to you and you have to read it. I will do it. That sounds it's great. It's one of the best books I've ever read. Um, you finally watched Killing Eve? Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yay. So. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, She-Ra is genius, and I, I mean, if you've if you've got a young kid, you absolutely should watch it with them. I have a caveat. What Ez- Ezra's too young for it. Um, the when she changes costumes, all of a sudden he starts like hitting stuff, not like in like going crazy, but he's like mimicking it. And I was like, oh god, you're gonna go to school and fight somebody? No, and I had to turn it off. Well, yeah, maybe not younger than five yeah but so. i can see older as long as they can really rationale like hey this is not real don't yeah do this. it is um it's violent in a way that like the cartoons in the 80s were violent yes so. um and yeah I, I thought it was really good and i was hooked and i was actually really disappointed when as we got all jazzed up but i was like yep gotta gotta calm him down because that's not good yeah i could see that though because he was really he, like he was happy, like he was so. Cause the transformation is like a big deal. It's so cool, and and so he thought so too. But all of a sudden he's like smack, smack, smack on the coffee table and making like noises, mimicking the yeah. noises. And I was like, oh yeah, no, he's gonna try to tell somebody that he likes the show and hit them, <laughs> <laughs> and they're not gonna understand, and I'm not gonna understand. And then at some point I'll figure it out, and then I'll feel guilty. So let's turn it yeah. off. So yeah, maybe not under five. Um, but specifically, I think if you have a young daughter, I yeah. definitely think it's a show. And they're smarter than boys, so who knows what age is right for that. Um, um, 
I, I think all the characters are just so well done. Um, but yeah, I did binge watch all of that. Like I said, I, I did because I forgot to talk to mention Wreck It Ralph too. I took a bunch of kids to see that. Is it better than The Dark Knight Rises? Uh, I mean, what isn't? <laughs> Many things. Um, <laughs> so all you watch is TV, you don't know. Um, so was it good though? Better, worse, similar, happy place? It is, it is good, and it's going to sound weird coming down the hills of what I was just talking about with Shira, but. I really need somebody else to go watch this that I can have this conversation with. There is definitely a subplot with uh, uh, Vanellope, which is the girl, and they uh, go into the computer world, and she gets involved in this computer racing game that's like super violent, like Twisted Metal. Do you remember that back in the day? Oh, yeah. Or kind of like the stuff in Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, this character in there who is this total badass, like the video game version of a chick that I would be like, well, now I'm in love with her. Also, I'm 100% sure that she's gay and they just don't ever come out and say it. And so there, there is like this underlying thing of is Vanellope gay? Like, cause she just becomes obsessed with this character. And so I need somebody else to go see it so I can have that conversation with them. You're obsessed <laughs> with lesbians and cartoons. I mean, not really. I, that's why I said it sounds weird coming on the heels of those two things. Um, I don't think it... I, I think it's absolutely there, but meant to be uh, kind of subversive in She-Ra. Mm-hmm. Just because I've read Noel Stevenson stuff. So I do think that that's there and can be read into that. I don't know if I'm just crazy for the Wreck-It Ralph 2 thing. Because the whole time I was watching, I was like, is this going to wind up being like a romance between these two characters? I will see it eventually. I don't know if I'm going to make it to the theater, but I will be seeing it eventually. Because I liked the first one enough to want to see the second one. It's not as good as the first one. It is very good. Um, It has the best after credit scene in the history of after credit scenes. So, so much so that I really want to tell you what it was. But, it's better than Deadpool 2's? <laughs> yeah, huh? It's not a it's not a story spoiler. Don't tell so, me. Just let me see it. Don't okay. tell me. Um, so, I, I, it was an experience. It, it was maybe enhanced by the experience of seeing it with who I saw it with. And they got so excited and were so just utterly floored by what happened that I was just cackling like an idiot. <laughs> so um, that'll make sense when you watch it. Okay. I've watched a bunch of movies at home actually over the last week. Um, but the one that's coming to mind, actually, no, they're out they're all coming back now. They're a really cool documentary, which is on Hulu called mining the gap, which is about all these kids who grew up skateboarding together and there's just one of their friends was shooting video and then like over the course of a decade he accidentally shot a documentary which he sort of finishes up he like he turns it like he becomes conscious of what he's doing and like shoots this documentary about he and his group of friends life which is really it's surprisingly good it's not a skateboarding movie they just happen to be skateboarders um but it's got some really cool skate photography i don't know if you like that at all but it's i don't know it's it's cool and a movie called shirkers which is on netflix 
And it's also a documentary, but it's about these women who made a film when they were like 18, 19, 20, something like that. And their producer on it um, just like took off with it. And it's this mystery as they're now like adults, like in their 40s, trying to find the film and reckon with what the film's legacy is to them. And it's it's like a little bit of a mystery, but it's more of a coming of age story than that coming of age story angle. I think you would love because the friends talking to each other as adults, um, like one of them, the, the, the director is the of the documentary is the director of the film from when they were younger. So she's talking to like, I don't know, her producer or whatever, but her friend who was doing so much legwork for her back in the day. And she goes, you know, you can be extraordinarily wonderful and nice, but you're also an asshole. And you always were an asshole. And I was like, Logan would love this movie. Um, but it's called Shirkers. It's on Netflix. It's really good. It's not in subtitle, but it's about this. Um, I want to say it's the Philippines, but it's a, it's a it's an Asian country, um, and um, where they made the movie. So it's got these beautiful. It's, it's just it's a whole different culture, but it's also very much us because they're trying to be like independent filmmakers that we grew up watching. Um, I don't know. Really fascinating film. Um, with some twists and turns in there. That the movie's not about the mystery, but the twists and turns are really fun. Um, but I watched that, and then another super indie movie called Thunder Road. Um, a few years ago, there was this short film. Did you ever watch this where the guy's talking about the song Thunder Road at his mom's funeral? No. It's a single shot, 13-minute long thing, 12-minute long short film, and he's basically trying to eulogize his mom. And he's talking about how his mom loved Bruce Springsteen, and he sort of does this dance number, and the song is there. And, it's, and he, it was a big thing back then because he got permissions from Springsteen to actually use the song because his whole plot was written around the idea of the song Thunder Road. And it became this really big hit short film, like won a bunch of awards and you know made a little bit of money. Um, and anyway, the guy turned it into a feature, and it's like 90 minutes, quick, easy, in-and-out kind of movie. Um crazy fantastic um is a major no, okay let me rephrase it is a hit in france uh, it got like two weeks of theatrical release here before it was on vod but it was in like 128 of 160 independent theaters in france and made its entire budget back in one weekend in france because they were like we get this movie <laughs> um, but it's really bizarre it's really funny and i i really really liked it i think it's a great if you like Chris Flippo's movies, you would like Thunder Road. I have to add it to my list. Um, but then, so I watched that, and then I've been watching, I've caught up on season two of Broadchurch finally, so I'm going to watch season three soon and finish that up. Um, I'm one episode from finishing the penultimate season of Justified. I plan to finish Justified by Sunday night, so I'll finally, after all these years, finish Justified. It's only um, been off the air for five years. <laughs> whatever um and it's not been that long that, no um, it had. i think it's uh, been two <laughs> yes and so but um i so but i did have a revelation about justified and i want to state it um and see what your thoughts are because you like justified definitely more than me because you finished it um uh so justified is an extremely well-written show an extremely well-acted show um i think the camera is placed extremely well so the frames are always really well done um i think it is a shitty looking show with a shitty logo and that should be ashamed of itself 
And I wish that those two things didn't exist because so much of it is so good. I agree. Um, I The look never bothered me. Like, I don't know why. Um, cheap. I'm shocked at how cheap it looks. Yeah. I, I, so you, you are not current on Better Call Saul. I've only seen the first year. Okay, so... That's beautiful. But it's lost a lot of that. Oh. That's Um, sad. And I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. just uh, due to budget constraints or whatever. It's still uh, much like Justified. Like, the shots are still phenomenal. But it looks... The image quality is is like cheap. Yeah. It's like, um, oh wow, perfectly framed. I love how the hand is over here in the foreground, and it's got this mm-hmm. thing, and it's and the blocking is great. But then I'm like, but it also I can see digital ghosting. It does not yeah. look good. Yeah, um, and that that's happened on Better Call Saul to a degree. Maybe not to the extent that it did did on Justified. My, I wonder if that's something that comes with like we have to like if the show's gonna continue because generally ratings on the show. Like they peak at some point and then drop off. Yeah. So, I, you know, usually it's two or three seasons in they peak, and then it's either like a plateau or it's an immediate like start to drop off, mm-hmm. which is why shows in around season five or six. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if that's a, like we're stretching the budget kind of thing. And so, because that was my thought, is like I don't remember. I also remember they went outside a lot more in earlier seasons. Yep. And like I'm like God Almighty, everything is shot on sets here. Even like things are supposed to be Mexico. I'm like I, there's not at any moment where I believe this is Mexico because this yep. is all inside. Um, and so um, it, it's bizarre. Also, Ava needs to get out of jail because that is the stupidest plot, and I hate it. It was not. Not good. I, I like everything else going on plot wise, even though it's like the 19th time Boy Crowder's had a crazy, you know, backstabby. Oh, I'm going to fail at every turn, but at the same time, keep trying to win. He is. He's a comic book villain, man. Oh, he's, he's Magneto. He's Dr. Doom. He's he's that guy's like he's so bad. But every time he's on screen, I'm just like, God, I hope he wins this time. Oh, yeah, and I no. don't agree with anything he does. <laughs> no, no, I'm with you completely. And and just when he talks, I'm like, just everyone else shut up. Let him talk. Um, but yeah, no, so he's fantastic. But um, but yeah, she's like Ava. It's like, what's happened to you, Ava? And why did they do this to you? And and I literally was, darn, just the new black come out because this feels like a response to that. <laughs> and I'm really un, unhappy with that plot line. Um and so, except for this whole thing, because you've seen it, and spoiler alert, I guess, for Justify people, but I'm not, I haven't finished the season, so you don't have to comment much. I'm just telling you my version of things right now. But there's been a moment where Boyd had a chance to barter, um, to potentially ask for Ava to get out of jail, and it doesn't even occur to him, and he asks for a clean slate for him. And then Raylan tells Ava that, and that moment I was like, Okay, this has not been a great plot, but this moment is awesome because she is like done, and I thought that was a really good moment. Um, but I don't know if it's been worth this whole season in jail. And little creepy Kenny, Kenny, skinny kid who or guy who like stabbed himself because he loved her to keep her yeah. in jail. It's so stupid. Why? That's just to keep her in jail. Ugh. Sorry, but the rest of it I really love. I think it's really good, and it's very funny to listen to. Um, uh, the the Boston guy, um, oh god, what's his name? 
Um, he's a big, tall, kind of blondish guy. He's got a podcast that's really big. I can't believe I can't remember his name. Um, there's a guy who shows up. He's like Dewey Crowder or Dewey Crow's cousin. Does this sound familiar at all to you? Yeah, but I'm trying to remember who it is. It's like Danny something. I can't believe I can't remember his name suddenly. Um, let me see. Justify. This is me having to look up something. Justify. Because I remember that whole plot line, and I cannot remember who the hell it is. It's one of those guys, when I say it, it's going to make us both feel stupid because he's so like he's just been around for so long. Let's see. It is... Come on, work faster, work faster. Where is he? Michael Rappaport. Yeah. I've, yeah. So and he's, he's so good, man. But he's, he's so like, good. It's so good because he's also this super New England, Boston accent guy in real life, and he's doing the Southern thing the whole time. And I'm like, it's funny because I know what you sound like, not because this is terrible. And that's pretty amazing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a no, but he's great, and so I'm on the. I've just started the finale of this season, so I'm assuming this is where he'll die because this is, this is he's the villain this year, um, and so I assume he dies. But we will see. Um, and then the final season, I'm finally going to finish it. I heard it ends well, so I'm I'm looking forward to our, to putting a bow on it and then finishing Broadchurch season three. Yeah, um, I do think the the last season is better than probably the previous two seasons probably because they know it's the last it makes sense yeah um is jeremy davies in the season that you showed up in one episode because dad okay. dewey was trying to sell some heroin to him in jail and showed up for just a minute he's so good he's so he, funny he's um uh i mean it's not spoilers it's in the trailer he is the the big bad for the uh elseworlds crossover oh okay I, I think it's he's playing like the anti-monitor or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're doing this kind of sort of crisis thing. So if you ever read Crisis on Infinite Earth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, it's weird to see him hamming it up on something like that when I'm like, he's such a good actor. <laughs> he's just funny looking and doesn't have Steve Buscemi's agent. Yeah. Uh, he's so good on Lost, though. He is. I know. So I give it that show a lot of shit but yeah all the time on your fucking podcast all the time just even when you're not on it people just bring it up lost 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 sucks lost 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 sucks blah 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 but you all watched it and you all got invested and you can't appreciate the ride you had whatever well i mean if the ending is bad then it's hard to appreciate how good the rest of the ride was and to be fair the rest of the ride was not that good if you throw there up were after parts of it that were. If you throw up after an insane roller coaster, it was still an insane roller coaster. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, sorry, this is this is my area. This is my Festivus episode. There's your Festivus for the rest of this. That's what you can call. This I episode. got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, no, he's great though, and he has a great like one scene with Raylan in this in this season so far, um, and he's just so fantastic. Um, he's and the so guy who good plays at playing like that wounded dog, who like you know can't really get the best of you, but if you get close enough, he's gonna take your fingers off. 
the guy who plays Win Duffy is also a guy I really like. He was on a sitcom back in the day that I watched, which I have no idea if it's good. It's probably ultra problematic these days. Um, but I liked it when I was younger. And uh, when he showed up as Win Duffy, I was like, oh, it's that guy. Oh, he's creepy and weird and bad. And it's great. So I like that guy. You know who that is? The guy who sits in the RV all the time? Um, he's, got, he's sort yeah. of like adopts Boyd's haircut, but he's blonde. Yeah. And I can't think of the actor's name. Nah, he'll be forever Win Duffy to me, um, but uh, he's just one of those. He's just sorry, buddy. You're you're stuck there. But it's a good place to be. It's a good memorable role. Um, but this is the one um, right now where I'm at. Art has finally gotten shot. I feel like for seasons they threaten you to get into that art's going to get shot and um, and something bad's going to happen. And he's like now uh, laid out in the hospital and they're looking for uh, they're looking for uh, no uh, Raylan's trying to get. Um, uh, the guy whose name Michael Rapaport to uh, to go to jail, basically for shooting him. But we yeah. don't know. If he, but we don't know if he shot him because no one ever showed the person who shot him. I'm not convinced it was him, personally. I, I, I vaguely remember it enough to, if I started talking about it, I might accidentally ruin something. Yeah, but we'll leave it alone. But it's it's really good. I'm I, again, the writing is great. I think there's a lot of fantastic performances. Um, the biggest mistake of the season to me, um, when the crows got introduced, the ones in Florida with with Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport had this best friend. This uh, he's a black guy. His name was John Baptiste. He's only in a few episodes, yeah. and they and the crazy annoying barking brother kills him. Like yeah. it's a brutal scene. It's actually I think a really good scene. But at the same time, um, it's like. John Baptiste was so much more interesting and there's this whole homophobic underline because they are like, he's a Michael Rappaport's afraid that his nephew might be gay. And, but at the same time, like he totally loved John Baptiste and it's like, there's this whole thing underlining everything that was much more interesting than the barking brother. So it's like, that was a missed opportunity. Um, but the barking brother had some fun stuff that I was like, well, that was, that was also worth it. Cause he, anyway, um, Sometimes it's okay to keep a character around for too long so that it's extremely satisfying when they die. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And funny because he falls in a hole. It's so good. Um, so, so yeah, so it's, uh, it's been a blast watching that and finally catching up with it. Um, and then uh, and Broadchurch is such a depressing show, but so well done. Um, and I had a huge facial hair epiphany. You ready for it? You're going to shave? No. No. What? You tell me I should? <laughs> No, your wife might divorce you if you shave. I think I'd scare my child. Um, so my facial hair goals are Henry Cavill in Mission Impossible Fallout. My facial hair reality is David Tennant with a heart condition in Broadchurch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can appreciate that, but <laughs> it's specifically you, you have to say he has a heart condition. David Tennant. You're still doing okay. No, sure, but it, with the heart condition, that's the that's the key because he's not yeah. looking well. My 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 facial hair reality is, um, I don't even know, like, because uh, I can't grow any on half of my face. <laughs> so, your facial hair reality is I've seen some I've seen some things. Um, it, yeah, it's it's. Like, I can't grow a beard anyway. I can still grow the mustache. Um, but I can't, I could never grow a beard. 
but at least like the hair would come in on both sides. It wouldn't look great, but it would come in, you know, so it didn't look ridiculous. You know, if I didn't shave for like five or six days. Ryan looks like he should be like the godfather of an Irish gang. Yeah, he really does. I told him, I was like, you look like you're about to join a gang, man. He was like, what? I'm like, you just got this mean mug on with all this hair everywhere. That's why I didn't kept. He tagged me in this post, and I was like, I'm not sharing that. I have a thing a thing where I have to prove it to be shared to my wall. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's a little scary. Um, but yeah, since I had radiation to the face, on one side of my face, I cannot grow facial hair. So it's not fun. So, you know, whatever. The joys of being me. Well... I I think I'm done. I think I'm tired. <laughs> I think I'm tired. I'm just letting you know. I've got to do I got to actually do some photoshop work for Katie. Um and so Fun. it actually is. Um so this no this is good. Um a senior session um uh, meaning a, a senior in high school not an, uh, an elderly couple or anything <laughs> like that. A uh, cuz I realized how it sounded. I'm using the lingo. I wish to god she would start taking pictures of elderly couples. Oh, she would. She totally would. She she absolutely I, would. I would absolutely adore that. Those I, pictures would be so good. I'm actually trying to talk her into I mention every now and then that I want her to go do a photo shoot with my boss and his Dotson and then just and so then she can market doing single people with their dogs. But like my God, that's brilliant! Yeah, yeah, no, I, I absolutely. So you need some of those things. It's like super goes super viral, and that's what she does. And then we're rolling at it. Um, and so anyway, um, but a senior in high school wanted his senior photos done. She did the photo session, but he had a special request that uh, he's a huge fan of dinosaurs, so he wants to have in some photos uh, dinosaurs photoshopped into them. And so that's what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to go make some of his senior photos, have like a raptor peeking around a rock behind his head and stuff like that. So this is going to be fun. Awesome. So, so yeah, so it is work, but it'll be fun. Now I cannot get the idea of her like going to a retirement community and like setting up like a glamour shots kind of thing for oh, like man. old people, you know? I like it. I'm not again, but it just sounds like more time that that uh, she'll be busy and with not much financial return. So no. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> Sing, singles with dogs, they'll pay money because they don't have kids or spouses. Old people, if they have money, they're very protective of it, or they've already uh, given it away to uh, some, uh, you know, lecherous grandchild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's be real here. Oh man, we didn't even talk about Stanley dying, but we had enough depressing shit to talk about in this episode. It's you know not depressing. Ninety four or five? How old is he? Uh, ninety five or about to turn ninety five. So that is a freaking fantastic run. He did so much. I I'm sad because in my mind I felt that he should be eternal, but if he should be, why should no one else be? So uh, so no, we all have to pass ninety five. I would uh I would kill to to, to do ninety five. My my dream would be to live that accomplishment. I want to I want one hundred and fourteen years because I want to see the next century. That's what I want. Yeah, uh, everybody at work was like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "Um, the dude lived to be ninety five, and he lived the last year of his life without the only person he ever wanted to spend it with." I'm honestly shocked that he made it this long. Yeah, 
I mean, absolutely. And from all accounts, he got out from under a lot of that nastiness that was going on towards yeah. the end. And so, the, you know, he had some peace and some quiet and uh, was taken care of. And that's that's good and grateful for his legacy. I know he's a there's some complicated, complicated stuff in there. But you know what? Whose life isn't without complications? Overall, he contributed so much more than he took away. And I'm grateful for that because my life would certainly be, I think, a dimmer place without his creations but am i am i sad no go be yeah. go be with joan joni right yep yep go be with joni be happy be be amongst the cosmos and and all that good stuff and so to me yeah no it's it's a banner loss and i get my phone blew up as well i had people stopping by my cube i had ims on my messenger i had my freaking grandmothers calling me in the middle of the day are you okay did you hear and i'm like i'm at work Yes, I heard. I'm, it's all good. We're good. Thank you so much for checking. Have a good day. <laughs> we weren't friends. It'll be all right. Right. Um, I never. I never even met him. So, um, did you ever meet him? No, nope. Pat met him. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, and honestly, he's one of those guys that I don't know that I ever wanted to. I mean, I don't have anything anything to say other than thanks. You know, I I don't know what meeting him at, in. I, while I'm sure he would appreciate it, he he's heard that a billion times. He doesn't need somebody else telling him that. So, you know. Yeah, no, I'd sort of, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I, I would have, if I could have, sort of like, hey, if you could have dinner with one person alive or dead, if I could have had like a dinner with Stan Lee and talked to him for a while, that would be cool. But the, the shuffle and go pay $50, get an autograph for a picture or whatever, not, not super, not super caring yeah. about that. Yeah, it was fun to hear all the stories. Kevin Smith had a really, really good one. So everybody should go check out his uh, multiple eulogies of <laughs> Stanley because he didn't shut up about it for about a week. Well, but truly, th- they were fairly close for a little while. So have you ever? Um, so I was thinking about meeting people, and these, and I started thinking about the photo ops. Have you seen the Jason Momoa things that are popping around where the, he's pushing like the boyfriends away and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those crack me up. And Katie has this thing where she looks at Jason Momoa and goes, I don't get it. That's what she says, right? And I'm like, in my mind, you're a filthy liar. But whatever. <laughs> and so, but she sticks to her gun. She's very adamant. She's like, nope, it's too much. It's not, it's, he looks gross. His hair is gross. Is too much. Everything's too much. And I'm like, okay. But I also don't believe her. But at the same time, now I would love to have an opportunity to do one of those photos where she has to be like that and he has to push me away just so I, I can have satisfaction. It would be a lot better if it was the reverse. <laughs> oh, I know. but um, <laughs> You're going after him and he's pushing her away. <laughs> that would be pretty good, but at the same time, no. <laughs> so I'm, I have to go to work with people who will see that, so no. Um, but I want to do it just so I can enough. be like, it's, no, I want it so every time she says, I don't get it, I'd be like, yes, you do. I have photo evidence. <laughs> I mean, it's been fairly well established, at least on this podcast, that I'm really only attracted to one kind of uh, specific person. <laughs> and I swear to God, I would in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But yeah, she said, uh, yeah, I don't get it. I'm like, okay, okay. I had someone at work today in a meeting randomly go, yeah, my mother-in-law wants to go see Aquaman. And then she leans on the table and goes, I don't blame her. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was like, we're at work. 
And also, I don't know you. Why are you saying this in front of me? <laughs> Did you know Jason Momo was hot? Oh. <sighs> anyway, but, go do your Photoshop. All right. Well, everybody have a better tomorrow. <laughs> hey, hi, Marie. Did we say hi to Marie? Hi, Marie. No, we didn't. Hi, Marie. I promise it won't be three weeks. It'll I probably be a month. I mentioned you on the Thanksgiving thing. I mentioned you when I mentioned Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's so right. two shout outs to Marie. Um, no, we'll be. I'll be free next week. Okay, cool. So uh, I should be free uh, the, for the foreseeable weeks because of the time holidays fall. It'll just be songs I can record the day after Christmas or two days after Christmas or something. You know I mean, what I mean? I'll be here. I'll, I've got to work, so <laughs> well, I won't have anything to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm not taking time off past Christmas Day, and I'm not taking time off past New Year's Day. So I have full weeks, the second half of each week. So. <laughs> we have tentative plans to go on a field trip. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be cool. That'll be something we can talk about. You'll have Ezra I stories. I wonder if I can manage to record the whole thing. The trip? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It would be like a, you know, a podcast of us going on a field trip. Yeah, but half of it would be like, Ezra, don't touch that. <laughs> it would be hysterical. Ezra, don't climb up that dinosaur. Katie, don't climb up that dinosaur. <laughs> Why am I so boring in this situation? (laughs) All Spencer does is yell at people. My family's so much cooler than me. Um, Uh, Yeah, anyway. Well, uh, yeah, man, it's good. I'm glad we got to do it. Yeah, it's fun. And um, if I have furthered the rift between our podcast and your other podcast. Good. It's never going to end. Excellent. No. Excellent. I'm just going to cut out all that stuff so I don't have to deal with Jacob. I hope you cut this out because you just said you don't have to deal with Jacob. Uh, nah, I'm going to leave it in. Oh, God. <laughs>